Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert, Tim Ash, is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, my guest is Anita Perez, the VP of Operations at Top Spot Internet Marketing. Uh, welcome, Anita. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so for those of our listeners not familiar with your company, give us just a, a very quick rundown of what you do. Sure. Um, Top Spot is a full-service web marketing firm specializing in um, industrial web marketing, and we've been around since 2003. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's pretty specialized. Industrial web marketing, words you don't hear very often. Tell us more about that. Sure. Um, well, we're a, a group of 70 um, nerds that are, get pretty excited about alloys and bolts and different industrial um, industries. But we, we work with a lot of small to medium-sized companies that um, are still coming around, um, you know, and, and trying to establish a, a web presence for very niche products. So anything from boiler rental to, you know, a 316 stainless steel bolts, um, anything like that. We differentiate our customers online from someone just looking for um, what you can consider an industrial product that you could find at a Home Depot or a Lowe's. Right. That makes sense. Well, I might need some of those 316 bolts because I have some balcony railings to put up during my house remodel. So I'll, I'll give one of your clients a call. Just hook me up, okay? Sounds good. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I always tell people that the way to get remembered as a professional services agency is to really, really have a narrow focus. Of course, ours at SiteTuners is conversion rate optimization. That's all we do. Uh, so it sounds like you've chosen to be more of a generalist agency, but within a very, very tight niche, essentially uh, manufacturing of industrial products and working with manufacturing companies. Um, does that help you from uh, kind of getting a client standpoint? Absolutely. Um, we, you know, we've seen pretty consistent growth. Um, you know, uh, industrial companies like that we have that background. Prior to starting Top Spot, we had, um, you know, we were involved in, you know, the manufacturing space as well. So it's, you know, very easy to go in and. Uh, talk about a strategy with these manufacturers, distributors, service providers that makes sense for them and for their budget. Um, right. you know. So, so let, let's, let's talk about kind of the types of businesses because I could see two different scenarios here. One is they're, they're specialty manufacturers and they sell to the public or they're business to business and they sell to other businesses. Which is more common with your, with your clients? They sell to other businesses. So it's business to business. Uh, sounds like some of this stuff is, pardon the pun, heavy duty. Uh, so you probably, it's not like buying Tic Tacs at 7-Eleven, as I like to say. So is this uh, kind of some longer sales processes? It is. Very long sales process. Higher consideration products and services being exchanged here. So really, uh, we're talking about kind um, of... Uh, there, the difference between, say, business-to-business -business professional services and something like what your clients do is that 
you know, they're being evaluated on probably some pretty specific technical criteria. And it seems like more and more that kind of upfront research is moving to the internet as opposed to pick up the phone and call me, right? Absolutely. So, so how is that? How does that play out? What types of uh, kind of conversions and what types of content are you putting out there on their websites in order to engage people earlier in the process? A lot of it um, is, you know, one having a very speaking to each of the users. So what we typically see is um, our visitors are looking for, you know, their specific industry, someone that can service their industry, um, you know, a, a specific type of certification or material type that is very unique to the application that they need the product or service for. Okay, so I need a stainless steel bolt because uh, for a marine application, and even though the same st stainless steel bolt can be used for, like I said, a residential remodel, you know, I, I don't think of you as my kind of supplier unless you've done a lot of marine stuff and speak to me in marine language, right? Correct. Absolutely. Uh, so so um, it sounds like uh, that's a good lesson for all business-to-business -business, uh, purveyors is they, we only care about comparables in our own vertical industry, right? Right. And so making sure that those visitors have, you know, different outlets to reach out to you, whether it's having your phone number very prominently placed on the page or having a form that's easy for them to use or speak to an engineer and have a very detailed form um, so that they can get you all the information they need so they can speed up the quote process if that's, you know, or know that you have someone on staff that can work with them specifically. Okay, well, I want to take a step back from those different response mechanisms or conversion actions you just talked about and just focus in on, again, on how to organize the information, first of all. So you may have your product line and you go, yeah, the stuff we make works across a bunch of industries, but you still have to present it on your website by vertical industry. So you have to pull out whatever subset of it or the specific conditions of that industry or things or the language they use to even describe the same thing in a different way, right? So you have right. they have to feel at home. So t tell me about how you kind of tailor things for specific industries. Okay, so if it's if it's a marine application, you know you'll need to speak. Someone will need to know if it's corrosion resistant or what you know types of temperatures it could withstand. So very technical information needs to be laid out. Um, if you're a custom manufacturer, you can't necessarily, um, you, you know, put absolutely everything you do on a page, but offering a range of services and, and just hitting on some key factors that make sense for, you know, someone that, you know, is in, going to use the product in a harsh environment or use it in a, you know, in an environment where, you know, things can become corroded. Um, it's, it's very important to use charts, um, include technical information, ranges, and not just say we service this industry, but we service this industry because, you know, we are, we offer these certifications and we know these specific environments. Okay, we so, so we're talking about kind of like building trust and credibility that, oh, you're, oh, where have you guys been all my life? This is exactly what I've been looking for. So they understand uh, my requirements. They have comparable clients in my industry. They're ISO certified or whatever the appropriate, you know, right. certifications are, right? And, and then, like you say, there are also multiple roles. So one would be kind of the, the technical buyer that's got to check off all those boxes. What are some of the other roles in a long-term business-to-business sale like that? 
um, you have the technical buyer, you have the purchasing agent, you have the person that's new to the company that was asked to go source something and really doesn't know what they need. Um, so the so not so technical buyer. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so so, 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 that's, so that's good. So you have to kind of make each of those feel welcome. You can't just overload them with technical information either because that's only good for the tech guy and the purchasing manager basically wants to know whether they can get 60-day terms, right? Right. So definitely, you know, presenting your expertise but also making the page friendly enough to where you can contact our experts. We can help you through this. Okay, so there's so there are three things I think that are key. One is uh, just to kind of recap: you really need to focus on, even though you think of your stuff as different product lines, you really need to focus on the applications or the vertical industries, right? Right. Uh, number two, it sounds like what you have to do is recognize that this is a complex, long-term sale, and there are several kind of roles of gatekeepers or people have to sign off from purchasing agents to. Uh, the technical folks to the product managers that will be using it, right, that sort of thing. Um, and the third thing is, like you just said, and I want to focus on this after the break, is the notion of having different response mechanisms or different conversion actions on your site. Does that sound like uh, kind of the, the, the core of, what, uh, of making a- it vertical specific? Absolutely. Fantastic recap there. All right. Well, on that note, I don't know how I can get any better than fantastic. I think we'll we'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. 
Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today I'm continuing my conversation with Anita Paris, the VP of Operations at Top Spot Internet Marketing, a business-to-business manufacturing online agency. That's, that's pretty specific, right, Anita? Yep, it sure is. All right, so before the break, you, you had suggested that um, you want to make yourself available in a variety of ways. So, uh, you know, for example, on the web, we try to kind of keep things on the web always and have people fill out forms or, or do online chat. What are some other response mechanisms that, that are appropriate in this kind of uh, long-term B2B sales cycle? Um, you know, again, phone numbers and um, forms, having, you know, some, some micro conversions to keep them in touch through their, you know, research phase. Um, videos are really important. Um, PDF downloads that have your contact information are pretty important. Um, but just, you know, making sure that you're offering something that is going to get them to come back to the website throughout their, you know, different phases. Okay, so you said one very important thing, which is kind of the uh, often overlooked. I mean, you definitely need to have, a, for a long-term sale like that, a, a content marketing strategy, but specifically content that supports every stage in that buying cycle, if you will. And one of the things you said is that you have to have a call to action in each downloadable asset, something that a lot of people overlook. They just say, here, buy, get our ebook on how to pick the best marine bolts, but what they don't have is on the very last page of that is a direct link to back to the marine page so you can order the stuff or get a quote right so don't forget the call to action in your downloadable content correct that's really important we see a lot of distributors also use their manufacturers pdf so it's the man it's the actual manufacturer's contact information and not their own and if the PDF is plastered all over the site and it's the most consistent action item on the site, people are going to download or that's going to be the action taken the most. And so you're giving them, you know, somebody else's contact information. And besides, in many cases, if you're the manufacturers uh, won't even sell direct to the to the end client, that's why they have distributors like your clients, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so you know, worst case scenario, even if you, you know, you can't replicate your detailed manufacturer spec sheets or something in this kind of setting, you should probably bookend it. You should create a PDF with your own title page and your own follow-up contact page and direct links at the very end, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. So, um, so uh, do you do kind of an audit of the content that the company has and and what might be appropriate? We do. And a lot of times, um, you know, we, we've either 
designed and developed the website or we're taking on someone's website. And if they have hundreds of PDFs that already exist on the site, it, it, it's not something that they're going to be excited about going and, and reworking all of those pages. <laughs> so we definitely set the expectation up front, you know, um, and this is really important for marketing firms is, is to definitely set that expectation and say, this is what we're able to track. These are the conversions we're able to track. Um, PDFs are the action that's taken the most, but because it's not your contact information, we don't know what those users are doing. So either we, you know, we move the we move the PDFs and make them less prominent on the page, or let's add a form that you know is a, a next action, you know, that can be taken on the site, or make the phone number more prominent. So there's there are ways to work around an existing website to to you know avoid someone calling a, a manufacturer. But again, if they're early in their buying cycle and they're just in that research phase and they're downloading those PDFs, you never know if they're going to come back to you or not. Right, which is so. What do you think about the idea of gating someone before you give them the PDF to get their email address so you can communicate with them? When is that a good idea, or when is that a bad idea? You know, I I really don't like gating content. Um, it's you know a personal preference of ours um, it, to make it very easy for the user. So it, it just really it really depends on on the company. Again, what we'll try to do is either move the information, take that information out of the PDF if we can, and make it actual, um, you know, content on a page or rework it a bit um, so that we can either remove the PDF and have the user use other um, sources of information. But we'll do a competitive analysis to see um, what that user is going to experience across multiple sites. Um, okay, so if everybody says call for quote and you actually put your pricing on your on your website, that could actually be a competitive advantage. Absolutely. And, or vice versa, you know, if you um, give them really valuable information and get their email address and you're communicating with them and everybody else doesn't even have uh, their email address because they're trying to hard sell them into a call for quote, that might be a competitive advantage. Correct. So really, there's a you know the way that we look at it more broadly is that the, the the deeper you are in the buying cycle, the more you have a right to ask. Kind of in the middle of the consideration cycle is when you can ask for the most information, and then when you get to the end of the buying cycle, then you want to get out of their way again and not gate stuff and just make it real easy for them to act. Um, so give away a lot of stuff in the middle, start asking for information, if uh, and then. At the end, stop asking for information again. Right. You ultimately want to get people to contact you. So making that difficult for them is not, you know, ideal. By the way, I want to do a quick shout out. There's a, there's a number of products out there that uh, can take information out of your own technical database, for example, and uh, on the fly create dynamic PDFs with it. So it's possible for you to create your own kind of custom spec sheet. So if you know someone's, again, looking for marine applications of bolts in a certain size, there's nothing that prevents you from kind of taking bits and pieces of information you already have and creating a custom PDF document for them right there on the fly. Have you ever done that with any of your clients? No, we haven't. Yeah, that, that, that can be very powerful. And the other advantage of that is you can actually encode all of the information from their session into that so you know exactly where they came what their browser environment is and then if and when they follow a link out of the PDF 
back to some later action, you know exactly how much time elapsed and you know who it was because you've kind of st- time stamped them and as well as have all their information. So you, each of those outbound links in your PDF are also dynamic. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's I think for for an environment like with clients like yours, that's something that you should definitely consider looking at them. So it's kind of like server side PDF creation. There's lots of different companies that do that, but uh, just want to put a shout out for the category as a whole. Awesome, thank you. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about those. Um, what do you think of uh, chat versus phone uh, versus? Uh, you know, just kind of fill out the form. What's the proper proportion? Should you have all three? Which one should you lead with? Does it depend on the company and the stage of the buying cycle? You know, we we usually use the form and the the phone number, and it really depends on the company. If you have someone that's going to be available for chat and it's not going to be a point of frustration for a user, then by all means have chat. It's fantastic. Um, live chat on the on the website. Um, what we see out of the phone calls and the form um, forms on a, or the phone numbers and the forms is that for every one form that is submitted through a website, we typically see two to four phone calls. So we put a lot of emphasis on you know for our clients to really focus on having someone available. And again, it depends on the company. We have some clients that don't want to receive phone calls, um, which is you know. When you're talking, again, about a, a complex cell or a longer-term cell, you definitely want to have people available. So, you know, it, it, again, depends on the company. If they have an automated system or no one available to answer the phones, we've had, you know, clients that ha- have all of their phone calls routed to a cell phone and they're not picked up by, you know, someone from the company, you know, saying, hello, this is X company, thank you for calling. Um, it can be, again, it, it can leave a bad taste in, in a caller, you know, um, for a caller. So it, it really depends on the company on what's, you know, what they have available and how they're going to make the experience easy for the user. So, um, again, we always promote forms and having the phone numbers very prominently placed on, on a site. Okay, so I want to just kind of focus in on that for one sec before our next break, and that is uh, it's really important to set expectations properly. I think the thing about what you just said is you have to be there to answer the phone, number one. You have to answer it in a professional manner that's tied to your company and not, you know, yeah, it's Fred, what's up, right? Um, And that's, like you say, is going to leave a bad impression. And the person on the other end has to be knowledgeable and be able to solve my problem. So if you can only do that 9 to 5 central time, then put that on your website. Okay, you know, set the expectation of when people will be available and and uh, the kind of help you can get, right? Exactly. All right. Well, we're we're up against our our last commercial break, and uh, after we come back, I want to explore your extended uh, parenting timeline. I have two kids myself, but they're pretty close together. I can't say the same about you, Anita. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we'll be back after a two minute break from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. 
Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, my guest is Anita Perez, the VP of Operations at Top Spot Internet Marketing. And we're talking B2B manufacturing marketing. Pretty specific niche, but I think general lessons to be learned by a lot of folks. So, uh, Anita, before the break, I alluded to the, uh, the fact that you spaced your kids kind of wide apart. Tell us about that. Yeah, so anytime anyone asks me if I have kids, um, they get a little confused because I tell them that one is 20, the other is five, and the youngest is two. And <laughs> they get confused thinking I mean 20 months, but I mean 20 years old. Um, it doesn't help. People say I look younger, so I take that as a, a compliment. So there's a lot of confusion when they ask that question. <laughs> so you technically, your oldest kid could be the parent of your youngest kid he could he could i'm glad he's not Um, (laughs) he's you know out at college and you know doing his own thing but um yes it's pretty it's a pretty interesting dynamic 
Well, my my kids are my uh, seventeen months apart. My son and daughters, and I always joke that I have two twenty year to life sentences, but at least they are unconcurrently. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> You're doing it the hard way. Well, no, you get to enjoy your kids for a longer time. That's that's the best way to put it, right? That's a good way to look at it. Yes. <laughs> well, good. Uh, so, can I, let, let's get back to you know the, the very important point in the call or in the in the life cycle of a business to business large ticket sale and that is when they're actually ready to contact you so they've done all they can self-service in terms of getting information and so on and they pick up the phone now that's they go i've heard you know that acronym used uh, zero moment of truth or that phrase used so that's your zero moment of truth when they pick up the phone so what kinds of things should you be monitoring in your kind of call center or on your phone calls what matters about the call analytics how should you evaluate the effectiveness of the people picking up the phone you know it's pretty interesting. Um, call, there are a lot of different options as far as call analytics goes. And, um, you know, people are concerned about tracking paid search or tracking organic. And really what we find is the most valuable out of using a call analytics solution is actually listening to the calls, not just looking at the duration of call, um, you know, or where the source of the call but actually listening to them, you know, you can find a lot of areas for, you know, that you can use for training or process improvements. Um, we found that there aren't operator options available when an automated system picks up and people are hanging up. So if you see that a lot of your calls are lasting, you know, for one client we saw 200 calls in a six-week time frame last 59 seconds. At, at or less. And so when we started to analyze those calls, the the client had taken removed the operator option from wow. their system and people were hanging up. So nobody wants to be in voicemail or menu hell. They want to be able to always have the option to get to a live person. Absolutely. And after they actually put a, a receptionist in place and their call duration significantly increase. So there's more opportunity there to, to you know, close a sell or to sell something um, than there, there was previously. But what's still interesting is when you start to analyze the quality of those calls, you, you then find something new. You find that someone is, you know, a caller is being sent to someone's voicemail because the salesperson is out on vacation and the person up front didn't know. So Really listening, the value, the true value of call analytics, we believe, is listening to that post-conversion behavior, if you will, um, and understanding what's happening in the business. As marketers, we're definitely, we're responsible for generating opportunities into a business and, it, you know, really fine-tuning what that ex that customer is experiencing once, you know, they either submit a form or in this case, they call in. What is that experience like? It, it doesn't stop at the, you know, at the landing page experience, but what's Okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so it sounds like you can uh, even kind of segment these calls by by rules or by by length, for example, if well, just like you say, listen to the short calls. It won't take that much time, and you know, you listen to a few dozen of them, you'll see the larger patterns emerging of what's going on. So it's it's not like you have to sit there and uh, you know, like monitoring the Watergate tapes and listen for hours and hours and hours to people droning on, right? 
No, you don't. There are many different ways to segment the calls and, and find out. Let, listen to the longer, the ones that are, you know, lasting a longer time or the ones with a shorter time duration. Um, look at the time of day the calls are coming in. If they're all coming in at lunchtime and you have, you know, a very aggressive or not even an aggressive, but just a, a paid search strategy, this is a good opportunity to adjust your, you know, your your spend and your timing. Yep. Yep. So there are a lot of, you know, there's a lot you can learn from the call analytics and just from, you know, listening to the calls, looking at the call duration, the time of call, the time the calls are coming in. And, and then also outcomes. I mean, if you can tie them and you should be able to tie them back to, to outcomes, you can also go after the fact and listen to the calls that resulted in successes for you whatever that meant to advance the sale, whether that's a demo request or a trial order or a sale, you can go back and say, what did those have in common? And that's a, another way to kind of model and replicate the successful behavior on the phone. Absolutely. And, you know, just what we've also found is that, you know, again, as a marketing agency, we, you know, have to establish keywords or areas that are important for a business. Let's go back to Marine Bolts. You'll sometimes, in listening to the calls, find that, you know, the sales team or someone that's fielding the call um, will not be very knowledgeable and will say, no, we don't, we don't sell Marine Bolts. Or why don't you call this company that's closer to you instead of us? And right. Perfect. <laughs> we'll send the call away. And unfortunately, that has happened before. And, you know, a lot of times, again, as a marketing agency, you'll you'll hear, oh, this, this marketing isn't working for me. Like, well, it's not really the marketing. You know, we, we really need to listen to the calls. And, yeah, you know, and see what's, what's – yeah, you can't just drop the stuff off at the curb. Someone's got to carry it into the house and do that final leg. Uh, yeah, so I think that's – I think that – is a great point to close on that it's not just all virtual and you can't pull off push off business sales completely online you better make sure your people processes and workflow and and call center stuff is is working because that's where the huge opportunities for improvement often hide uh, anita i want to thank you unfortunately we're out of time uh, i want to thank you for being on the show thank you Tim. and, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at the Next, our big annual show, the Conversion Conference, next May in Las Vegas. Uh, October 2nd is coming up, folks. That's our double early bird deadline. You can get into the show for less than $797. That's about half the price of last year's shows. So check it out, conversionconference.com, May 2015 in Las Vegas. And loyal listeners, we'll see you on the flip side. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.